watch everybody he pop watch I'm pulling up the pocket rock hey but tell my rider stop it I'm getting me like rock rock for that boy like a wallet a wallet I'm getting this money I'm pop I'm pop baby I'm hiding in tack tack I run up again and I'm pop watch everybody he pop watch I'm pulling up the pocket rock hey but tell my rider stop it I'm getting me like rock rock for that boy like a wallet a wallet I'm getting this money I'm pop I'm pop baby I'm hiding in tack tack I don't pop no perk perk charge all on my shirt we gon' make it work work diamonds on me twerk twerk baby I got that work work slimming like I'm Kurt Kurt come and get your girl yeah she be trying to flirt so I tell Uh, the JR in the background, so you know what we're doing right now, folks. We watching AEW Dynamite, but uh, so I, I just saw like on the the intro when they were announcing people coming in, one of the matches at All Out is QT Marshall versus The Big Show. Hmm. All white, but The Big Show. Come on, Vince called you big. I'm gonna call you big. Um, anyway. I saw that and I was like, all right, AEW, don't make the same mistake TNA made. Do not bet on these old dudes when you got some good young dudes there. Because, <laughs> I mean, clearly the Paul White match is just for people to feel good about Paul White because no disrespect to QT Marshall. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. It, <laughs> like for real. Uh, for all the listeners, uh, episode forty-three. By the way, like just said, we we're watching AEW Dynamite, and bro, this Swat Time Bob by Orange Cassidy with the hands, with the hands in his, in his pockets. pockets. Yo, that's actually more impressive than funny. It's just the fact that he did that. I thought he was going for a leg drop. The what fact that he did he, that. What happened where he's so bloody? Oh, you didn't see it? Nah. Oh, he got cracked in the nose. Oh, okay. Oh, so his nose broke. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that. I saw that brought his daylight in. <laughs> oh, man. That man really did a flip with his hands in his pockets. You know how, you know how brave you got to be to do a flip with your hands in your pockets? Just doing a flip in general as an adult. It's scary. Bruh, that's what's so hilarious about it. And great at the same time. Dang. All right, Matt, they need to call this match. Matt is about to drown in his own blood. That he put too much dip on the chip. He trying to do moves he did 20 years ago. The same, the same thing. It's the same thing we're saying to Miz. Go home and be a family man. Nah, the Miz can stay around a little bit longer. I'm upset about the John Morrison thing. I ain't gonna hold you. Hey, we got to get Morrison. Uh... Wow, that was weird, but I like that. The hands yeah, the to go home. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, bro. With the Matt's fire. Yeah. I appreciate AEW for not giving us Matt Hardy matches on pay-per-view anymore. That's really nice of them. Um... But uh, nah, the main thing I was saying about AEW is just don't make that mistake TNA made. Because TNA bet on these old heads when they had the young bulls right there. Like, and when you, we talk about the young dudes, we talking about AJ, talking about Samoa. Like, 
We ain't talking about just no regular, like, oh, yeah, they was just okay. Like, bro, they had Okada there. They had the Bucks there. They just didn't invest in the youth. Had they invested in the youth, AEW and NXT was right there. Mm-hmm. So, that's all. Well, we got Malachi Black talking now. Is he going to do another promo for Cody? Or... No, doesn't he have that match uh, with what's the name, R. Anderson's son tonight? Oh, yeah. R. Anderson's son just letting his son get fucked up tonight. Like um, father, like son. Lil Wayne and Bird, man. Yeah, they got to do the stunt like my daddy uh, on the cover. Then he called rap crap, though. R. Anderson. They old. They all called rap crap. It was probably a country mute. They probably heard Nelly and was like, oh, yeah, you know, what do you get when you mix rap and country? That's probably his favorite joke in the world. Rap, crap, and country. Yeah. Uh oh. That that was a country song from Country yeah. Grammar. The Country Grammar album is a country music album. It is. Essentially, it is. It's, it, like, we talked about Lil Nas X, but Country Grammar is a country music album. Hell, Nellyville is a country music album. Air Force Ones could be played on the country music channel right now. Bro, the song started out Nellyville. That said everything. Like the first yeah. song. Is a good, I can't explain it. I feel about Nellyville. He made, he made uh, Air Force Ones a country did. Just give me two per. Uh, I me to Garth Brooks can sing that shit right now. So I can get to stumping in my Air Force Ones. Big boy. Get stu- like, yeah. <laughs> you telling me Chris Stapleton can't fuck that up? Chris Christopherson. Him too. Uh, not, Can I talk about your statement, uh, what you're saying, unless you want to elaborate more on it? Uh, no, you go ahead. Uh, I don't think they're going that far because Eric Bischoff isn't here. The Hollywood Blonde Jabroni, Hulk Hogan isn't here. So they're not going that far. I think what it is, and I can see it, you know, being a fan in the past month or so, really it's more so just, all right, if the old guys want to work, let them work. Are they trying to get certain people over? Yeah, but how far is QT Marshall going to go in the mm-hmm. Indies, let alone a major promotion? Yeah, AEW's major promotion or a major promotion in this time. This ain't 1985. So I, I understand what you mean exactly. Like I'm, I'm agreeing with you on that. It's just I don't I don't think he's going to be active like that. He probably just get a match off or two, but they're not leaning with the old guys because they put too many of the young stars out there. That's true. That's true. You're right. They they have a, a good set of young dudes. Like, I'm just saying, not that they're going to do it. I'm just saying I hope they don't make that mistake. Like, there's nothing in the guards. Like, they just had an MJF Chris Jericho last week, which I thought they would tease that out to all out. So I'm good with that. You know, they had uh they had Moxley like get his ass flipped just to put over like at the beginning of that match for them who are those two dudes? Like I have no idea who they are. But apparently 
apparently, you know, AEW thinks very highly of them if they're like first few their first like big match is, hey, you're gonna take on Sting and Darby Allen in a tornado match, but you're also going to beat up John Moxley and Eddie Kingston right before you go out there. So you're gonna beat up four of the biggest names they got. Yeah, I honestly couldn't tell you because they signed so many tag teams, which isn't a bad thing. They signed so many tag teams, and I'm like, who are these niggas? Yeah, Tommy Davidson all the time. So because when uh, to be uh, Jay Cole and wear the Jordan ones all the time now, right? He's been wearing Jordans. He wear he been wearing Jordan ones that when he don't wrestle, he be wearing Jordan ones now, like he's Shane McMahon. I never noticed that. Ever. Now, I never look at his feet because I automatically assume he wearing cowboy boots. Nah, he been kicking it with the Bucks too long. But Jericho's are real. Yeah. Because he ain't worried about the money. And his kids is damn near grown. So it's like, all right, I ain't worried about the bread. I've been working with 30 years now. It'll be 30 years next year. And he's going to be, he's going to like transition right into a, a commentator job. Like, there's no way you telling me if he goes to be a commentator and a free agent WWE don't try and poach him to be a commentator. I think so. That's why they let him come on the program and they just in general don't give a fuck. But I think for the most part, it's always an end game to the things that they do. <clears throat> Obviously, when we get to SummerSlam, we'll kind of talk about it, even though I feel like some things are made on the fly that they don't really care about, but some things they actually plan 20 steps ahead. So with him being on uh, the, the Stone Cold Sessions or whatever it's called, it, it's it, it's more so a long-term game. Like, hey, pal, you can go back if you want, but it's not happening now, but maybe it might happen in the future. Do you have him on commentary in the future? Depending on what you want to do. I think right now they are to sell the company, which it seems to be the case, and everybody has been saying that for about a year now. I don't know if you could bring him on, even though he has cooled off on his views of, you know, everything related, that that right-wing bullshit. Hey, man, you can cook and be conservative. Nobody's losing any bread. They pretend like that, but nobody's losing no bread. No, and I don't think they particularly care. It's just when you say it open. I mean, you know, obviously, <clears throat> once again, when we get to SummerSlam, it'll be based on somebody who was outed via social media because people don't understand that you don't have to like things. And it's starting to look like maybe it's true based on what she was liking a couple of months ago that it dignifies the situation as to what just happened. So, yeah, it, it, it's just... When you two out there, then it becomes a problem. For the most part, everybody like the carrying crosses and all that, they views have been said. Uh, I forgot Shorty does tag champions with Lois Io Shirai, but oh yeah, Zoe whatever. Yeah, and then the Raquel Gonzalez pressure. You know, with them, it's kind of like they've said stuff, but it's not like it just slipped because they put on social media. Everybody, for the most part, slips on social media. But it hasn't been loud. Like they haven't said it too loud and responded to people. So, even though it is NXT workers too, so Vince don't give a damn. But with Chris Jericho, more than likely a top five worker of all time, it's kind of like even at this age, you can't just say that. I feel you. Uh, 
I will say before we get too far, there was a dude in the front of the crowd. He had a sign out that said "Save Wrestling, Get Vaxxed," and shout out to him for being bold enough to do that in the front row and bold enough to do that right when Jericho was out there. He did that on purpose. I respect the shooters, and besides that, he's in Milwaukee, so to do it out there of all places, that's even better. Yeah. Because if anybody knows anything about Milwaukee, yeah. 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 Um. Anyway. So yeah. Nah. Just the Jericho stuff. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it'll be interesting to see what he does. I think he's gonna probably have one more year in him at most. But, uh, as far as wrestling, yeah, yeah, I think he got. I think he actually go longer. Nah, I think, I think they. He's more. If he's gonna go longer, they gotta let him know. Like, yeah, what you did for MJF, what you did for Orange Cassidy, that's your future. You're not gonna win. Just no putting young guys over. Yeah, you're not winning no more titles. You'll still be a big deal. You'll still be in big programs. You know, you still a name. We still let you come and talk, but all that title winning is, is quiet for that. But um, no, I mean, this does pose another question in my mind: Do titles actually matter anymore? That's a great question, and here's how I answer. I've been thinking about this a lot. Do you remember? At about the year 2007, 2008, or like 2009 or so, fighting Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather got the A corner. Floyd Mayweather got the big payday. Floyd Mayweather got all the press, and he wasn't even the champion in some of these fights he was fighting in. Like he was going in with no belt. At that point, Floyd Mayweather and in Manny Pacquiao to a lesser degree, but also similar, was fighting them was the title. Like a dude that gets a Canelo fight now, that's the title shot because that's the big payday. So a guy like Jericho, a guy like who else is in that over there? Um, even like having some rub with Sting. Potentially, like what they're trying to do for Darby Allen and CM Punk, that's the title right there. Like, remember when they were talking about WWE when Brock was a champion, just getting the opportunity? They were saying, like, just getting the opportunity for Brock was the thing that was going to put you over. Yeah. That didn't necessarily work out, but they sold it like it did. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really where it. It lied to Jericho. Because MJF, there's not much more you can do with this guy. Like, he's already ready. He's clearly just ready. It's just, but if you're not going to put the title in him, putting him in a program with Jericho, not a bad move. Right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, because it, 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 the title thing, I only think about for the most part is two champions and i'm thinking all of pro wrestling where the title mattered and obviously once again we saw it this past sunday as to one title so i think because it's on a bigger scale with 
those two individuals and because of the past year or so with those two individuals, the title mattered. But for the most part, everybody after that talks about the AEW title because they just like, yo, Kenny Omega has all these belts. When is he giving up the AEW title away? That's when that title is talked about for the most part. Every other title, not so much. And, you know, now more so it's just a personality about the person than more so the title. And obviously they believe system because in the past year, especially with people being in the crib, you know, which is a conversation on its own. This has really made people realize like, all right, we got to look at these people, these workers more than just what they are on screen, which can be, you know, a bad game to play because they don't believe in what you believe in, if it's, especially if it's right. But with Jericho going back to him, yeah, I don't think he needs a title. Hell, he could wrestle one, two times a year, even though he probably wants to do more. And it's fine. And this promotion, if it was WWE, I don't think so. It lets you try to put somebody young over, but even then it's like, all right, it's not necessary. And he was kind of doing that. And that that third run, so to speak, when he was putting Fandango over and Kevin Owens and stuff like that. But now it's just like, if you want to work every now and then, that's fine. But I like the fact that he's just like, all right, I don't need to work all the time. I could just do commentary or I could just come cut a promo and just leave. And that's how it should be anyway, especially when you were a veteran, a vet vet. True. True. I mean, they just had MJF come out and bury him this that. And that's fine. That's, I mean, MJF is a young guy. Like I said, my concern earlier was don't fall in love with these proven guys. That was a nice segment to, to reassure me that, okay, you're not falling in love with these, these, uh, these vets too much. But um, we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, right now they got the Varsity Blondes out there. That's a surge in tag team. People are really getting behind them, especially after people watched uh, the Brian Pillman story on uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Really getting behind his son. So it's it's nice. And right now we're getting, what is this? We're getting, uh, oh, that's right. We're getting the Lucha Bros and Death Triangle, I think, versus Andrade and a couple people. Oh, word? Turn that up. Oh, no, no, it's the tag team uh, tournament. Is that going on right now? Huh? That's what's going on right now? Yeah. I guess we... Hey, man, if we get the Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks again, I am mad at it because every match they've done so far has been fire. Luchasaurus is so weird. And, oh, I forgot that was Marco Stunt next to him. I thought that was a real shot. I'm a jerk. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> nah, somebody going to tell me his age, bro. Why would Marco Stunt be like 36 years old? And what TV series, bro? The Lord of the Rings that's coming out on Amazon next year? Because mm-hmm. when I see him, I'm just like, damn, bro. Like, he lit him. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's all you can say. But no. Um, yeah. No, okay. So we're going to get the Varsity Blondes versus Lucha Bros. That's actually kind of a fire match. I'm with this. Uh, you want to talk about SummerSlam now? Or you want to talk about the CM Punk thing first? 
No, we can talk about CM Punk since we already here. Okay, we're still on AEW. We can talk about it. Uh, oh, here come the Bucks. Anyways, uh, are they going to come out in Milwaukee Bucks year? You about to see this. Okay, I am heavy. They're coming out in these floral prints. They actually stepped their offense up. I ain't, that ain't that bad. No. No, they look like retired mobsters. I'm with it. Right. I'm with it. Anyway, uh, nah, CM Punk coming back. Hey, man, that was surreal. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I don't care how you feel about CM Punk. Just to see that, like, actually happen was kind of crazy. And, you know, the crowd was live. I think people were talking about the sound being bad, and there was reports that they were so loud in there that they couldn't hear the cameraman and certain people couldn't hear uh, the cues that people in the booth were giving them. Yeah. Which is a wild, wild thing to tell you how loud they were. I appreciate that they they did it at the very beginning because they was like, you know what, let's get this out the way because if we don't do this at the beginning, people just going to chant CM Punk throughout the whole night. Whole hour. Which they kind of did anyway. I mean, yeah, they did. But at least they got it out of their system for the most part at the beginning. Good. But uh, nah, man, it was good. I mean, the promo, the promo was cool. I, I appreciated the promo. I think everyone expected him to like come out and bury WWE at the very beginning. And surprisingly, he did not just yet. I think he will eventually, but it was nice for him. I thought it was nice to just be like, look, Pro wrestling, I'm back to pro wrestling. That's really it. So even if that guy can make a distinction between pro wrestling and sports entertainment, it's no excuse for anyone else at this point. But, yeah. yeah. I, I felt more so, you know, it, it, it was a moment of clarity. Once again, man, this past year has been very abnormal from the virus to just random occurrences that we have in entertainment and life in general, I can say personally for myself. So with him coming back, it's really an example in life, like never say never. You never know what could happen. It's just the time because I, for a while, I'm like, man, this dude ain't coming back. It's been seven years. Yeah. And then for him to come back for a company that's about two, three years old at this point now, two years, it tells you what's going on with this company to make uh at this point he probably like a 20-year vet somewhere around that decide to come back so when he came back like you know it, it basically was confirmed for weeks that he was coming back yeah but you know for him to actually come back and it, see see that pop like that's one of the craziest pops ever but yeah, the, the sound people couldn't hear the cues or anything just because it was way too loud and it was insane that people was going insane to merch. I already already said what was gonna happen ahead of time. I mean, obviously it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that. But you know, the merch was gonna sell out ASAP. Uh Pro Wrestling Tees said it's the highest selling shirt, the fastest selling shirt in near history, and they in Chicago too, so that worked out yeah. perfect. And I think people forget that that dude has stupid amount of fans. Yeah, he has a a, a coat. You gonna keep it above? Yeah. Well, it's it's a very much so 
cult following where they they go where this guy goes. If he was still in WWE, they'll still be going crazy. But yeah, because I mean, I saw some WWE stands pretending like it wasn't that big of a deal, and I was like, look, man, that dude would have showed up at SummerSlam. Niggas would have been clowning AEW too. Right. But, uh, you know, one thing I did hear is, did you hear the reason he came back or chose AEW? Uh, no. Did he have a uh, post-interview about all this stuff? I think so. I think him and Tony Khan talked, but I know I saw a shout-out to, I think it was Cultaholic that mm-hmm. reported, I saw a report this. It could have been from somewhere else, but this was the first place I saw a shout-out to Cultaholic was... Apparently, he said once he saw, because he was thinking about just coming back to the ring, but he didn't know if he wanted to do WWE or AEW. So I think, but he said the thing that really helped him decide was when, I don't know if he was going to WWE, but I know he was planning, uh, he was thinking about returning. He just didn't know if he wanted to do it or not. And once the passing of Brody Lee happened, and he saw the way AEW handled that and the way, you know, they treated the family and respected, like, what he did in the short time that he was there. They, uh, he was like, yeah, that, that's what really sold me on it was that they seemed to really care about their workers. They seemed to show respect to them in a way that, you know, sometimes you don't get respect in this business. So that really sold him and, like, put him over as, like, okay. This is the place. So, like, hey, man, uh, you say this all the time. Take care of your peoples and things will go well. I didn't see, I need that interview. I didn't see any post interview. I haven't seen anything since it happened. So, Give me a minute, too. I got my thoughts. I always have my thoughts together. I just take a minute so I can make sure I'm saying everything that I need to say properly. You know, that, that's the lost that's the lost art, you know, today, brother. It's just people say shit and they don't think about what they just said. If you take some time to think about it without blurting it out, then you don't have to go back and apologize about it. It's just spoken word on like you big body. That's what it is. <laughs> Bitch pressing the fiend, 5 a.m. You should apologize. Nice. <laughs> a staircase warrior. Oh, I love Big Body. Yeah, I gotta rewatch that video. I'm like, okay, so Bad Talk is just basically about to be spoken word. Like he does on like the skits. And I'm with that. And we just got a new episode of uh Tax Season today too. So it's just you know, he he got this trial coming up, it's like I, I'm, I'm gonna leave it alone until it happened, but I'm like, I hope he get out, bro. This, this is the perfect time for him to get back in the podcasting too. Yeah, we need him out here. If he get back in the podcasting, bro, it's taking off ASAP. He, if that bullshit would have never happened, he definitely would have been, yeah, one or two, number one or two in, in yeah. hip hop podcasting. Would have been uh, had he never got in the situation that he was in, and rest in peace, if Combat Jack would have pulled through. They would have been top two. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people, you know, got here because, you know, fortunately those two situations happened. Mm-hmm. So, 
certain people in the hip hop podcast you wouldn't have uh, taxes around and combat uh, the winning to remission. Unfortunately, those things didn't happen. Rest in peace, combat Jack. Again. All the time, absolutely. But um, so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, going back to uh, going back to what he said. So I can't tell with him in particular. If it's entitlement or he just hates everything about WWE, but meanwhile, he was getting paychecks. So cut to everybody's man, R-Truth. R-Truth doesn't have anything bad to say about anybody. Everybody has said that, even John Cena. So I saw a TikTok comment that R-Truth said about CM Punk. I I could read it right now, but he basically says, you got mad when me and Miz went over. Uh, it's not everybody else, it's just you, dog. That's basically what he said in a sense, and he said entitlement. When I read that, I told people immediately, that's not a work from R-Truth, because R-Truth, you know, he doesn't, if he's talking about somebody, there's probably a shoot because he's never talking about anybody. No. And he's loved by everybody. So, with Punk, I absolutely believe that because I've been saying that for about a year or so now about him and how he went to Fox and he got a check. But then he was saying, fuck, basically, fuck WWE. But still, it's WWE that you're working for, even though Fox signed the checks, I would think, in that situation. So with Uh, him, it's just like, dude, like now I understand. You know what I mean? But I I get it. It's just because of how WWE handled the Brody Lee situation, and we've all said that. But with him, I felt like he actually used that even more to say, I just don't want to deal with them. And with me at this point, you don't even need to worry about them. That's why I'm glad he didn't really – because I was waiting for the bullshit last Friday. I was waiting for him to cut a shoot promo about WWE and all that. And at that point, I was just going to try to chop it up. Like, bro, come on, man. Like, at this point, let that hurt go, big fella. Like, it's been seven years, man. Let that hurt go. You and, you know, a company that's very much revered more than WWE at this point, even though, you know, WWE is going to be WWE no matter what happens. But you're at a point now where pro, pro wrestling fans and marks, we watch this. Not for entertainment, but for wrestling. So you going to AEW, we know what you were going for. You were going for wrestling. You wasn't going for the entertainment, and that's fine. You can cut your promo like everybody else, and then it's like, all right, cool, not for wrestling. It's not all the semantics that come with WWE, which is fine. And that's why I enjoy it, because I don't really care too much about the entertainment when it comes to pro wrestling. I just like pro wrestling. Like, I I watch indie shows. Like, I was watching... um, I forgot the name of the promotion yesterday. They had one this past weekend, and it's an insane amount of things that happened this past weekend. I got to go watch GCW and ROH as well. But if you just want pro wrestling, it's ways beyond just WWE, and we've learned that this past year alone. So with him, he he went to the company, and he said, all right, I'm going to start wrestling younger talent. He then called out Darby Allin. I was like, all right, bet. Damn, it's all my car look fine, right? Almost. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we definitely gonna have to do a. Uh, when is the fifth? Next week or week after next? Uh, not next this week. coming weekend. The weekend after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we definitely gonna have to do a prediction show for that. 
But going back to what I'm saying, I won't take up too much time. It's just a point of now you're in a situation where you really don't have to say anything, bro. Like, let that hate go. Like, for him to say that, it's kind of still like, all right, man. You just, you kind of just throwing stuff on them, even if that's true. But sometimes if things are true, you have to point out that it is true and it's nonsensical as to what they do. But we said that in December when all this happened about how they handle that situation and keep it going because WWE, you know how they run. You sign your contract over there, you already know what the business is. So I feel like he didn't really need to say that. I understand, but you, it's right about the quote. And I don't like saying that I'm right or my quotes are right, whatever the case may be. But you're absolutely right in that sense where no matter where you at, you take care of your people to begin with. Like, you know what I mean? With WWE, hopefully they're doing something for Brody's Lee's, Brody Lee's family. Because at this point that we are in this world, man, everybody need help from somewhere. Especially yeah. if you're a pro wrestler. Because with AEW, it's basically, it's not independent. But if your workers got to go find work somewhere else, it's not a lot of money. Because a lot of these workers still go work for other promotions. So it's like, all right, they still not making a significant amount of money and everybody needs to get paid. But I think with them, they prefer to do that, you know, and then we'll get to the, the Adam Cole situation as well. I don't know if we'll get to it here, but I feel like we should just because Friday is coming and his contract was projected to be up Friday. But if you have anything else to say about CM Punk, we can continue this, but it's up to you. Uh, no, the only thing I'll say about CM Punk, this, you know, not to get too heavy, even though we be here, like, I, ain't, I ain't tripping. But uh, the one thing about CM Punk taking shots at WWE, and this is something about that's different from everyone else. When people say, man, you still talking? The difference between CM Punk and everyone else is he left WWE. They didn't leave him. He left them. Because when he walked away, they still had plans for him. They was going to give him a Triple H rivalry at WrestleMania, which he didn't want. And to be honest, at the time when he said, I'm bigger than that, he was absolutely right. But that was the company that still had big plans for him. They still had ideas for him like, okay, we can do some things with you. We can make some stuff work with you. The other thing when it comes to him talking about, you know, when people come and talk about this and that, it's like, yo, man, we all listen to rap music. Rappers being beef from years ago, and they still be talking about it. Years ago. And if the bar is fired, the bar, we don't sit there and just be like, oh, well, oh, my God, you're still talking about it. Like, we only do that with the game, man. And that's just because the game will be like, Oh, forget this person. They cool. Nah, I actually forget them. But for other rappers, rappers we love. Rappers really do claim. Rappers that's Grammy nominated. Rappers that, you know, make records that we, we love. We consider some of the best of life the decade. They in some forever beef. And they put it on their records. So, you know. I ain't tripping on him taking shots at WWE. WWE can sustain. They'll be all right. 
They'll survive. They're not going to... It's no damage in the armor of WWE. So, you know. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. The machine goes. You know, yeah. the great, full of class, the GOAT, John Cena even said that recently. Well, he said that on Deez and Miro in 2017. He said that in 2017 when he was still good. It was just, and he really started getting to acting. He basically said at that point, like, you know, the machine is going to go with or without. That, that's everything, particularly in life, and that's how things go. Like, you don't, it takes a certain type of person, even as great as they are, to be like, you know, y'all don't really need to hear me. Y'all don't need to really be, you know what I mean? I don't really need to do anything because it's going to go without me. You know, it's a, it's a clear it's a clarification thing that you have as you get older, particularly. So with him, he said that. So the machine of WWE, you know, after Roman Reigns goes, after whoever goes, Bianca, et cetera, et cetera, years from now, hopefully it'll be somebody else. And that's how it works, particularly in entertainment, especially your regular nine to five job, not sure specifically, but people, the machine is going to keep going. If you decided, now this is about you specifically, if you decide to leave tomorrow, they'll find somebody. Yeah. No, it's, how things um, work. Yeah. It's, uh, look, man, everything's going to come to an end. And everything, like, the rest of the world is just going to keep going. Mm-hmm. Got to be okay with that. Cena seems to be at peace with it. Uh, a few other wrestlers that seem to be at peace with it. Just you got to find a way to make your peace. And sometimes it takes people a little bit of time to, to make their peace with it. Some people get bitter. Some people, whatever. Like we see ex-athletes who commentate on the sports they used to play all the time sound bitter and talk about how it was in their era and how they hate the current era of the sport. We see it all the time. they just bitter. They haven't let it go. Once they let it go, that'd be all right. Absolutely. And then, you know, that that's the main thing with punk. It's just like you got to let that hurt go. Like that, that's what I'm saying. It's just like after doing something for seven years, you coming from from indie scene. Like you probably started a revolution of indie workers, then coming you and Daniel Bryan, who is rumored to come to AEW as well as Bray Wyatt. If you come from the Indies and then you come to like the, you know, you come to, there's nowhere up after a WWE, I should say, I'm sorry. It's just like, dude, you, you made it. You accomplished everything. And then some to come from like, literally I watched a match from, I want to say, Oh, one, Oh, two, somewhere around that between punk and Austin Aries in like a high school gym and i think it was in milwaukee if i'm not mistaken and look at where both of them are right now hmm. Hmm. more so than others but you know uh hmm. the other one he screwed damn, himself homie. up high school you was the man hmm. or the high school gym you was the man homie because i think at that point he was a little bit more experienced than pump if i'm not mistaken but i could look it up but, yeah. but it, nah. it goes go ahead uh, this is one of them things, man, where it's just, yeah, I mean, we could sit here and that, but it's like, if you in WWE, you you bag the baddest bitch. 
it's it's really that simple. Like you you got the prettiest girl in school, you got the prettiest dude in school, you you got the most popular, you 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 know, you dating a cute cheerleader, the head quarterback, whatever you want analogy you want to use, you know. You got the girl on King magazine, whatever. That's what you got when you in WWE. I think the thing some people learn is it might be a little bit more to this than that sometimes, or it's not everything it seems. And, you know, some people that environment is, they can find a way to navigate it. Some people can't. It's kind of like uh, the music or the film industry. When you look at a guy like, uh, what you call it? When you look at a guy like Freddie Gibbs, Freddie Gibbs was someone we thought that was going to take the industry by storm. You know, he signed with uh, with Jeezy and this and that, and it didn't take off. You know, nobody was trying to hear the music, this and that. So he had to go back indie. He saw the vision. He kept grinding. He kept working. Now look where he is. He's a he's an indie rap darling. He's still not, like, doing the numbers that some of these other big-name dudes are, but he has a following. He has a fan base. He has a stable... You know, like he knows how much he's gonna sell. He knows what he can sell in venues. He, and there's you know bigger name artists who are just like quietly trying to work with him. So, you know, I think it's it's similar to that where it's just like, hey man, not everybody needs the major label deal. Not everybody needs to be there to do their best work. So, we'll see how it goes. But uh, no, let's uh, let's move on to SummerSlam because hey man, SummerSlam might be the funniest show of the year. Mm-hmm. Like you know, from Woods showing up and doing the Razor Ramon water gun thing, to Bobby Lashley just messing up Goldberg's son, and the whole internet was just like, yeah, fuck his son up, fuck them kids. All of this is hilarious. To to Brock coming back and just like being in the best shape ever, and Paul Heyman just looking like an ex girl that's just like, oh yeah, yeah, my man. Like it was just it was baby boy. It was a real baby boy that happened. Like you know, Brock Lesnar came back like Snoop Dogg just getting out of jail, and that makes Roman Reigns Tyrese. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. You imagine that? Look at that. Said all that trash, talked all that trash about the Rock. Now, his cousin is him. Mm-hmm. Ain't that funny how life works? Absolutely, all the time. Uh, but not. Nah. Uh, before we get into too much, so what did you think about SummerSlam? I thought. So, the main event was great. Obviously, you got arguably the greatest of all time being John Cena there, and then the best thing in pro wrestling overall in the match. I loved everything about that match. I didn't like the, the finish, but, you know, that's that's not to take away anything from the match. It's just the finish is the finish, you know. Everybody does need a near fall or 20 spears, like I thought would happen. And that probably would have took away from the match. But I think it was great overall. Everything else, 
you know, we got entertainment definitely from that Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg match because, you know, Goldberg got his knee cracked and then Gage got choked out. So I know he definitely was in the Call of Duty room saying uh, words. That shit was hilarious because I was doing a live stream, shouts out to show your work, and I was just like, yo, I was like, choke his ass out. Like, you know what I mean? It was, it, it was really like, I can imagine just people, you know what I mean, the environment we coming from watching that shit like it's a boxing match. Beat his ass. Willa Miller said, beat that nigga ass. Beat that nigga ass. So I, I like that. Uh, everything else was cool. The triple threat match, the women's triple threat match was entertaining. I like that. Uh, now this is where confliction comes in. <laughs> I'm probably going to have to talk about this for a while now. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm not going to use it. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, it's all good because I'm, I'm thinking about where should I start with this? Because, all right, let me start with, before I get to my thought process, everybody knows how I feel about Becky Lynch. I don't think she's entertaining at all. I've never been a fan. Uh, the only match I've ever actually enjoyed by her was the Charlotte Flair match at the Women's Evolution. And maybe that triple threat from WrestleMania with her and Ronda Rousey. That's about it. But overall, the man gimmick, I never liked none of that. So, but that's, this This isn't particularly about her. Once again, I think it's an end game to this just because she's very critiqued with her social media ways and what she said earlier about the Hill show with Stephen Amell that's out now. So I was like, okay, I guess that's where they're going with it. But more so... I don't, I don't understand Sasha Banks, bro. You feel me? Like, <laughs> like, dog, I've been saying this for years about her, bro. It's just like, I I don't think this time, maybe she was throwing a fit, but she showed before, like, when shit don't go her way, she like, all right, I'm out of here. I swear on everything I love, I've been saying this for years about her. One of the greatest workers of all time, without question. I'm not just talking about women. I'm talking about men as well. Probably one of the top five best workers out right now. But with her, it's just, dude, like, I don't fucking get it. Like, yo, if it's not. So the thing is, I was having a conversation earlier with somebody. And I was like, all right. So we, we debated about what exactly is going on because nobody knows exactly. She was out the night before partying. You know, I mean, of course, it's going to be without a mask. And based on her views from what we've seen on social media, she don't care about the mask. She don't care about the shot, which maybe is the reasoning for all this. Because she hasn't been there for the past couple of weeks. So I'm like, okay, at this point, it's about that. Because she hasn't been there in the past couple of weeks. But then when you do shit like this, my mind also goes, is it because you don't you didn't want to do the job? Regardless, we got to Sunday. People saw her early in the day, just chilling at the hotel. This is where we live at, folks. But this has been happening for years. But we got to the match, and a lot of shooting was going on. Obviously, you could tell by facial expressions that none of this was planned. They can they can work. They can act. They're not that good of actors like this. They did some Oscar-worthy shit that they was doing on, 
on camera. And that's why it was a lot of camera cuts, too. If you see Carmilla face, uh, she was like, what the fuck? If you see Bianca, everything Bianca was saying, how she was looking, was real. That wasn't a work because when they did a house show that she was at the next day because she does house shows and she shows up to work, she was based, she cut a promo basically saying the same thing that she said in a post conference uh, about the match or the post show, whatever they had out at a party or something. So, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't even see what she said. Being professional, like always, you, you are not, she is. Extremely professional, just like, yeah, you know, things didn't go the way I thought it would go. I thought the match would happen, but you know, it's it just circumstances of how things are in the business. Extreme professional, you know, she ain't gonna go out here and just say what old girl did. She's not gonna do that just because that's not how she seems. She seemed like she was raised properly, number one, raised very properly, and number two, she's just professional and she's older too. She. She our age. People forget just because she looked young. She our age. Even though we are young, she's she's our age still. So it's a combination of all those things. So once again, good job to her parents for raising her property. I say that often because we don't have so many people like that with class these days anyway. Let alone in professional wrestling. So I'm I'm kind of long with it here, but y'all gotta just. Y'all got to bear with me just because I got a lot of thoughts still. And it's almost been a damn week. No, go ahead and cook. It's just, if you did do the job, it's it's like, dude, that's extremely unprofessional. Like, we just talked about John Cena, one of the most classful people ever, who didn't need to do the job when needed. Didn't need to put people over, he did it. If it's about that, I won't get too passionate about it because we don't know. I'm starting to think it's the first thing. Because she hasn't been on the road in about two weeks. I don't think she's on the road now. We've seen what she said in the past couple of months. Well, what she hasn't said, but what the things she's like. Because social media is the devil. And then she can't stay low. Just don't like nothing. Just have those beliefs and stay low. So, you know, everybody was calling her. I forgot the nickname. QAnon Banks or something like that. But. (laughs) QAnon Banks is funny. That might be the title of the episode, but then we got to say, not me. <laughs> QAnon Banks and then quotations, mm-hmm. not this Banks. Because uh, I'm. Yeah, because I, I could be. Come on, bro. Ain't no way I could join that shit. Uh, but, you know, if it's about. If it's about being vaxxed up. All right. Me and you, right? Yeah. We make money using our hands as she does as well but with us people would say it's less of a job but a job is a job and a job pays your bills and we not out here robbing folks so you know i think we should be respected in that sense and then with me i respect everybody especially if you hell if you my floors i respect you even more because i wouldn't do it if you do trash i respect you i i respect everybody that has some type of job that's not out here trying to rob people you feel me? Yeah. So we got backed up for many reasons, not just for our health, for others. This guy that's behind CM Punk right now, who put his sign down, by the way, after Chris Yergo left, but he shows it every now and then just to get people reminded. One of the few people here with a mask, too, by the way, but it's Milwaukee. Hell, 
If I lived in Milwaukee, I would probably not wear a mask either because that's how they raised in Milwaukee. I'll just leave it at that. Don't go to Milwaukee, people. But this guy here probably has has responsibility in his life to say that. Or he's just like, yo, I don't want to get people sick. Me and you, we got the shot literally because we don't want to get people sick. Not just us. I got it because I didn't want to get people sick. And I wasn't anti-vax. I just said I didn't want to get it. But the government starts saying, hey, bro, if you ain't got this card, you can't do X, Y, and Z. Uh, I'm going to be working at places where you got to be vaxxed up or else you can't get in. I don't know about the workers, but probably so. I go to the gym. I love the gym. They about to start checking cards. I'm going to go ahead and get the shot. I travel. Got to get the shot. Now, let me talk about this woman. If it is the case, speculation, if it is the case that she is doing this because she didn't get the shot and then we got this. I'm going to take up a lot of time. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to apologize. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to try to defer back a little bit. I'm going to cut the promo down a little bit because I don't want to take up all the time. I ain't the goddamn story. But my thoughts have been going as I've been able to process them since Saturday. Yo. It, you making... You probably are making the most money out of all women's workers. You might end up going down in history as the woman's worker that made the most money ever. And that China, God rest her soul, end up be going, will end up being second in that particular category, probably. You can't get a shot because of your so-called belief system. And like I keep saying about this shit. Yo, everybody became a scientist in the past year. Everybody became a scientist in the past year. It's a microchip. It's this, it's that. Yo, bro, I'm not against anybody that doesn't want to get the shot. Let me be clear about that. I've been saying that for a year now. I'm not against anybody that doesn't want to get the shot. You live your life according to how you want to live your life. I don't give a fuck how people live their life as long as they're not harming kids, older people, or people just in general. Do not fuck with kids, then you got a problem with me personally. Leave women alone too. You making money, you should get the shot. You have people that you work with, you should get the shot. You around thousands of people, you should get the shot. So it can help you. Don't give me that bullshit about, oh, it's because, you know, people still get sick with the shot. It's to help you not fucking die. So if it is about the shot, you being irresponsible. If you did this because you didn't want a job, you're just unprofessional. As much as you talk about you care about the wrestling business, you must don't either way. Now, I'm going to end it on this note <clears throat> as far as my thought process. So I said what I said about Becky Lynch. All right. Yeah, I got to stop blaming every motherfucking thing on Vince McMahon, bro. Like, Vince <laughs> Like, oh, I don't understand how people just put every single thing on Vince. Was this a Vince McMahon call? Yeah, because it's like, yo, what else I'm going to do? I'm going to put on Carmella so y'all can blame me more? Imagine if they would have let Carmella go over. People still going to be mad. <laughs> Am I right? Hey, yo, I wouldn't have been mad if Carmella went over. Because I thought, oh. Sasha, I thought Sasha was going over, to be honest with you. See, that's what I'm saying. It's interesting because I would have said Sasha, 
But after all these reports, because these reports have been coming out for a while now, because she's really been at home. I said, all right, I think Bianca is going over. But that's what I'm saying. It's not helping her either way. If she being anti-vax, it's not helping her. If she didn't want to do the job, it's even making her look worse. So either way, it's not helping her. Now, Carmella would have went over. I ain't mad. <laughs> is Carmella a less worker than Becky Lynch? Yes. But if Carmella wins, I ain't mad. So now I'm being lustful. Okay, cool. So yeah, that's when my immaturity comes into play and not a business standpoint. So imagine a man who's a multi-billionaire who doesn't run. He runs the business, but everybody acts like he does everything. They think he makes the fucking popcorn. They think he dunking the ball. He in a three-point contest. They treat him like Dame Leonard at that one all-star game. Like, yo, he does everything. Like, yo, I'm not – like, we saw that earlier this year with the Mickey James incident. Like, my stuff was thrown in the trash can. Oh, it's Vince's fault. How? He, she didn't say that, but people online were saying, like, bro, I don't – I can't oversee everything. That's why you hire people. When you're a billionaire, you're not supposed to fucking do everything. Kanye out, Kanye out in fucking Soldier Field in Chicago, where he's from, building a whole ass house for his third listening party. He ain't building the goddamn house by himself. You can't do everything by yourself. That's not how life fucking works. So if I'm him, the Becky Lynch thing, you got to do it. Because what else I'm going to do, bro? Y'all going to let AEW up me after they sign somebody that was just mad, that's still mad at me? One of the biggest signees in WWE history and the biggest signing to date in AEW history? I got to go. Hey, bro, I got to go for it. She's been gone for a year now. I was going to bring her back eventually, very soon. Why not bring her now? She probably was going to come back at the end of the show if we want to be clear. After Bianca went over, if she were to go over, which probably was going to happen. So it's like, yo, I got to do something to begin with. Now, to finish, to the match, it was a job. She probably just got there this that morning. If we want to be clear or late at night, if you want to keep it a buck, she probably just got there. Obviously, they didn't know what the fuck was going on by her response. Once again, Bianca was very surprised by everything. She looked like, oh, shit, I got a job. Yeah, you probably have the job at this moment because a decision was made very drastically. It'll never come out about what happened. Well, it'll probably come out, but it'll be a while from now about all of this. But yeah. nobody knew this was going to happen. And then when it happened, she got a huge pop. Then when the Brock Lesnar thing happened, they got a huge pop. And I didn't even talk about that because I really want to talk about this more because well, I'll talk about the Brock thing after I let you get your piece off because, like I said, I, I'm taking up too much time and I apologize. But it's just like, yo, like, I hated the finish. I hated that Bianca had a job to her. But, bro, y'all can't, y'all can't blame everything on Vince. It was a goofy on there. I don't even need to say his name because he's blocked. He said, Vince hates black excellence. Yo, me and you talked about this, right? Yep. These companies, AEW. These companies don't care about us. Michael Jackson, like your bro. They don't. They don't care, bro. Like, I, I don't know. Other than Ricky Starks in AEW, who else has been a black champion in AEW? Uh, Scorpio Sky and Nyla Rose. Yeah. Okay, so two and a half have been uh, champion in AEW. Yeah. yeah. Shout out okay. to my son, Ricky Starks, though. 
Yeah, shouts out to our son, our, my cousin, I should say. But with WWE in the past year, what have we gotten? More minorities than ever. You know yeah. why? Because it's the perfect time. Mm-hmm. It's business. It's the same thing we see in Hollywood. Yo, y'all, so mad at Vince. Go look at Hollywood. They doing it worse. They booking us worse in Hollywood. Other than a, a select few, if you look at Hollywood, like, yo, look at the type of shows people was in, yo. Yeah. Hey, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is the shine? And that that's her own, and she booking them that way. So I'm like, yo, you can't put everything on Vince. I'm not a Vince McMahon stand. I'm not none of that. Obviously, I ain't getting no fucking check for no WWE. And if I was, I'd probably say the same thing. Because I love money, but that shit don't run my life. So it's just like, dude, like you can't just say anything because you're in the heat of a moment. I'm talking about that goofy in particular. Because he contradicted his whole self throughout the whole show. I said, all right, bro, I had enough. Because you don't, that's another thing, too. People don't watch wrestling, bro. No. People, like, we've been watching wrestling long enough where we can see a job about to happen. Or we can call a finish or go home. Me and you was at the New Japan show. And we're like, all right, here's the go home. Y'all just don't watch wrestling, bro. My fault. Go ahead. Uh, no, 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 no. Promo, big promo right there. Big promo. Uh, so where do I begin? All right. When it comes to Sasha, I honestly don't know. Like, like you said, it could be. If she didn't want to get the shot, that would be interesting because I'm almost assuming there are other people who have said they don't want the shot or have alluded to things of not getting the shot. Like, we've seen Nia Jax post stuff. I think Tamina has posted stuff. Uh, You know, there's certain, I'm certain there's uh, been male wrestlers who have not, who are not big fans of the shot or whatever. And like, honestly, at this point, that mentality, for the most part, has worn out. Like, the country ain't shutting down no more. We're not going back to this and that. Like, everybody just, everybody in position of power of government is putting forth the, uh, we're just going to have to live with it agenda now. Because once we got the shot, we were never slowing down again. It don't matter. We had 150,000 cases a day. Like, that's where we were in November of last year. At our peak, we are 50% away from our peak moment, which was like 300,000 cases a day. We The number of cases we have now is about the same as we had in August of last year. So the mandates are coming out, things like that, cool. No issue with it. I hope most people get the shot. I hope everyone who can get the shot gets the shot. Because whatever, when it comes to Sasha, I don't know what what happened. I don't know if there was a breakdown of communication. She didn't like the work. She didn't. Maybe Becky coming out. She didn't want to be overshadowed. I don't know. I can't pretend to know. Maybe she got some upcoming uh, film projects, TV projects coming up, and she didn't want to risk injury. I personally don't know. I wish her the best whatever not even really tripping at this moment because that mentality has been going on for 
a year and a half now. What else am I supposed to do with it? What are like if you just want to whatever the mentality is. But if she didn't want to do business for someone, that's not uncommon. We see that happen in the industry a lot. Whether whatever it honestly it just I don't care. Now, when we get to the actual match, I have to take a sip of water. Big promo time. Big promo time. Uh, you know, every time I see Dolph Ziggler's cousin, I'm just like, man, you guys have matching tans. Anyways. Yeah, yeah Ryan Nina. That's his cousin? Yeah, that's his cousin. Really? White people have cousins sometimes. Uh, Exactly. Nah, just don't actually, I think he I actually liked the cousin. That might be his like little favorite cousin. So I wonder if Thanksgiving they go around the corner to the store. But uh, anyways, now nah, when it came to the match, all right. I've told you this off air. I think I've been telling you this for like the past year. When it comes to this whole diversity representation thing, Early on, I told you, like, it's probably a few episodes, like 10 episodes ago on this show. I said, you have to make sure you're not doing diversity just for the sake of diversity, because you can just pick anybody. Like, if you want representation, this and that, like, that's a really low bar considering that, you know, hey, if number 51 got signed by WWE and became a champion, that's representation. You ain't gonna like it. That's representation. You know, if, uh, you know, certain people throughout the world who, uh, who are black that we just don't line up with their views, we don't really like them that much. Like, yo, we out here in California, we about to have a governor's recall. Old dude Larry Elder, who went to Crenshaw High School, he out here running Republican, talking about he don't want no vaccine mandate, no mask mandate. He want to take the minimum wage to zero. Like he trying to be governor of Florida so bad in California. That's what that dude wants. If he wins, that would be representation. It would not be the representation you want, but it would be representation and diversity. You say something all the time. And I, I have this feeling about Vince McMahon. You have this feeling about Civic Sonic. So what does Vince McMahon do all the time? Hypothetical question? Okay. I'm about to say is that. Nah, he tricked y'all. Every time. Mm -hmm. Which is confusing to me. Like like when I saw when I saw what happened when Becky came out, I was shocked. I was excited. I was like, yo, it's happy to see her back. Because my feelings about Becky has always been she has enough ring capability where she just needs the character. Because like we've seen other wrestlers in WWE it's no shot at Becky I'm just talking about other wrestlers in WWE who are not great in the ring they're not very good in the ring the person they're with has to do a lot of heavy lifting and that's what ends up making them look good however the character work is excellent and it's the character work that gets them to where they need to be it's some people that have been champion. It's some people that get regular TV time in WWE right now 
solely based off character work. Hmm. I just named one. Yeah. Yeah. But there's people who get like solely based off character work. And that's fine. I'm not really here to trip or judge any like indict there's no indictment. But that's part of the business. That's part of what gets you over. If you connect with the crowd, you deserve to be on TV, you deserve to be out there in front of the people. Now so one of the things I saw when it came to Becky and Sasha was how could they do that? How could they do that to Bianca? Does anyone remember how when SmackDown premiered on Fox, how that ended? Mm-hmm. What was the main event of that? You remember? Yeah, because I was there. Brock Lesnar versus Kofi. Brock Lesnar versus Kofi for the WWE title. How long did that match go? Two seconds. Or three seconds. Did, how many hits did Kofi get on Brock Lesnar? He jumped up, F5, go home. So, it's not about whether Bianca deserved that or not, because I don't think she did. It's just when you say, how could they do that? Wait, in what way you don't you don't think she... Are you, you, oh, I'm sorry. You saying she didn't deserve that no, finish? No, she didn't deserve to finish. Like, right, win right. or loss, that's not really... There's nothing much I can really say about that. But... Right. That type, the way that went, yeah, I didn't agree with that. But to say how the, could they do this? Do you remember how Daniel Bryan lost the title to Sheamus? He got a bro kick. At, it's at WrestleMania. He got a bro kick and lost. And he lost in seven seconds. Do you remember how AJ Lee lost the title to Nikki Bella? It was essentially a forearm, and she lost. Mm-hmm. Ten, like these less than 10-second matches. We got to stop pretending like WWE doesn't do this. They do this Often. all the time. Well, not all the time, but so that's. For the, but they, they've done this, and they've done this within the last decade. I, yeah, and I'll say it, this too, not to cut you off real quick, because I did talk a long ass time. It seems to be they do it with their favorites. Yeah. Who aren't favorites to others? Well, you got to think about it. Sheamus is very well loved. Got to do it to Daniel Bryan, someone that the people love, that the corp, you know, the business side don't have the same love as the fans do. Same, it's the same interaction when it comes to Nikki Bella and AJ Lee. The same interaction when it comes to Brock Lesnar and Kofi Kingston. Now Bianca Becky is different because the love and appreciation for both the fans and on the the backstage side is equal. Not in terms of popularity and that, because Becky got that. Becky got the love. Becky got the respect. She put in the time. She put in the work. She resurrected her career in a way that most people didn't think she would do. So, you know, Becky got it. Like, you can literally sit here. At one point, she was the hottest thing in wrestling for like a year. It's very hard to be a woman's wrestler and be the hottest thing in WWE for that long. Yeah, her merch was moving more than uh, Roman Reigns at that point, right? And John Cena. moving more than Roman Reigns, John Cena, the New Day, the Usos, Rusev, all of them paling in comparison to her. Even, and Rousey was right there. Mm-hmm. So, how could they do it? It's happened before. It's happened several times within the last decade. At big shows. 
Big events. I believe the AJ Nikki one was WrestleMania. The Sheamus Daniel Bryan one was WrestleMania. Kofi versus Brock was the big Fox deal. They brought the Rock back at the beginning of the show. Like, it was the big fight deal. They put Brock Lesnar on regular television. At the end of it, they bring out Kane Velasquez. This was a big deal. SummerSlam, biggest party of the year. Big deal. So you've done this before. Now, So they've done it. Now, another example I'd like to bring to everybody that nobody really seemed to really see was Apollo Crews. Where did Apollo Crews win the Intercontinental title? At WrestleMania. Against two. Big E. The now money in the bank contract holder. So there's big plans for Big E. They let Paulo Cruz win. Paulo Cruz lost the title two weeks ago on SmackDown to Shinsuke Nakamura. Paulo Cruz never had a pay-per-view event match in his whole Intercontinental title run. At all. Like, not once. Go through it and check me if I'm wrong. They were all televised. And that's fine. Because he's a great wrestler, this and that. But, you know, didn't Sheamus have at least two U.S. title matches on pay-per-view events? Uh-huh. Hell, NXT was able to get a million-dollar title match on three. On three of their special shows. So, so this is where confusion is coming in when this is why I stayed out of the diversity argument. This is why I stayed out of a lot of this because two weeks ago, everybody was saying WWE, you know, but it's essentially WWE loves black people because they gave black people championships. And shout out to Queen K because she's the only person really that I agreed with on this. And I, this was my stance even before people was talking about this. It's like, yo, this is marketing. Mm-hmm. This is, this is marketing. So what happened with between Becky Lynch and Bianca, unfortunately, it was marketing. Absolutely. That's un- like that shouldn't have happened to Bianca. She shouldn't like she should at least be able to have a decent match and lose the match. Well, another reason why the diversity thing becomes a hilarious thing. Do you know who they had if Becky Lynch didn't pick up the phone? Carmella. No. It wasn't going to be Carmella. Had Becky Lynch said, nah, I can't do it. I'm not ready or whatever reason. They would have went with Bianca Belair defending her title at SummerSlam against Naomi. The person we've Several times had to trend on Twitter, give Naomi a chance, give Naomi a chance, give Naomi a chance. Naomi always have to put over these blonde white girls or these really tan white girls or what have you. That has been her position for like the past few months or years now. She had to do a business for Bailey. Okay, Bailey was the hottest thing, not tripping. She had to do a program with Lacey Evans to try and get Lacey Evans over. Nobody really liked Lacey Evans like that. But whatever. 
we got what's her name Booker T out there, you know, saying that oh she needs to work harder when the fans are clearly on her side. She's already over. Right. She's already Hall of Famer when he said that too. Yeah. The 2020 Royal Rumble, the big pop. Like I said, after Edge, that was the biggest pop of the night. Mm-hmm. So the Royal 2021 Royal Rumble. They have her with Bianca anchoring most of the match. So here we are. And we was talking about diversity. We was talking about this and that. We were saying AEW doesn't give black people an opportunity. They don't this and this and that. You guys were clamoring for Naomi. And Bianca won the title. And you guys just forgot about Naomi. You you forgot about the assignment. Just to try and get Naomi over. Just to get her used on television properly. She's been on SmackDown for a few, like a month now. She hasn't been on TV. When her husband got the DUI, fans blamed her. Mm-hmm. So why are we sitting here pretending like WWE cares about black people? Because um, that, that's what everybody... Because yeah. by the end of the night, look, when everyone started this against AEW, let's let's run it down. Omos was a co-tag team champion with AJ Fox. Uh, Swerve was the NXT UK champ, uh, North American champion. Apollo Crews was the IC champion. Bobby Lashley was the world champion. Bianca Belair was the women's champion. In one night, in one night, actually two weeks, but in one night after SummerSlam, the only two black champions in the bit, like, well, no, that's not true, MSK. So between MSK, Swerve, and Lashley, you lost 50% of your champions in two weeks, one of which never got a pay-per-view match, one of which got squashed in a marketing campaign, because that's what Becky Lynch is. She's a big star. It's no, like, she's going to come back. If she works, she's going to work. She's going to be fine. It's no shade on her. You got to call it what it is. One of lost to Riddle and Randy Orton. Randy Orton, the legend, but we know Riddle's stories. We heard the people, the woman that spoke up about him. You know, like, we haven't done anything with Big E since he won the Money in the Bank comps. It, it feel like we we almost forgot that he got the Money in the Bank belt uh, briefcase. Even though Baron Corbin ran off the plug twice with it. Yeah, he got it back on the pre-show, but we haven't had a program for him. Mm-hmm. This is the dude that was looking like we're going to make the next champion. We should probably start doing something with that dude. It doesn't have to be a title match right away. You don't have to cash in right away. But you need something going forward. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the, the old Black Excellence photo? When it Absolutely. Was new, when it was the new that was taken down ASAP. Yeah, Sasha Banks, Rich Swan. Hmm. I don't. I forget if it was someone else in there too. Uh, it was no. Uh, that was I think Apollo was on it. I don't know was if Apollo he had won the title yet. 
It might have been uh, Our Truth with the twenty four seven, or he had the U.S. title at the time, or something like that. No, it was just all them. So it was New Day, Sasha, and uh, Rich Swan. I don't think it was nobody else. Yeah, I could look it up, but I don't think it was nobody else. Someone pointed this out. You know what happened the next week? It was a, it was mm-hmm. a pay-per-view event. They all lost. Mm-hmm. All of them. Now, I mean, I guess you can credit WWE for doing it, but hey, man, if they're the ones that's over, they should be the new belts. So it's not like they're doing enough. They're doing us a favor. So I'm not about to credit them for doing it. Like, oh, well, at least they did it. Nah, that make it sound like they they were only doing it because we wanted it, not because those wrestlers deserved it. Bianca deserved her title. Omos deserved his title. Apollo deserved his title. Swerve deserves his title. Wesley from, you know, my man, I call that Thud to be Diggs. He deserves half the tag team titles with MSK. Bobby Lashley deserved to be champion. Mm-hmm. So we just got like, it's really just, where do we stand? Because if we're going to keep talking in narratives at this point, when it comes to these type of things, I, this is why I check out of the conversations. Like, I'll just be checking out of the conversations. I'll just be letting it play. Like, okay, it's cool, whatever. You guys just got to understand that this is marketing. I ain't insulting nobody. We just, hopefully we just learn from this that, real. okay, they got us got us because as fast as it was to give it the quicker it got taken away mm-hmm. so and i'm not mad like i said becky a hall of famer ain't no shame in losing to a hall of famer shinsuke a hall of famer in two different wrestling leagues ain't no shame in that mm-hmm. randy orton one of the greatest ever No shame. Just pump the brakes next time when we get to the Black Excellence talk. Because ain't nothing wrong with celebrating our Black champions. There is something wrong with celebrating the company. Anyways. Samoa Joe won the NXT title. <laughs> everyone was laughing because everyone was like, yo, man, Karrion Cross is done. It's over. It's a wrap. And what did he do? He showed up like a sex slave in Mass Effect on Raw and squashed Ricochet. And on that note, we out. <laughs> Good night, everybody.
He said, Cap. What the fuck is going on?